You are now listening to the Bulls and Queens podcast, where we have sexy fun exploring the lifestyle and swinging exploits of black bulls, queens of spades, cuckold fantasies, open relationships, seductive interracial encounters, and other kinky shenanigans that are sure to get you off in a very good way. So get ready, ladies, and make sure you take notes, gentlemen, because here is your host, that super sexy, bald black man candy, Doc Chocolate. What's up, what's up, everybody? It is your man, Doc Chocolate, with the Bulls and Queens Swing Your Podcast, and I'm coming at you live from my messy ass, looking like a crack house room. And my, my guest is looking at that and she's like, oh my God, I thought I wanted to film some content with him, but not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this this will got crack needles and pipes all over the place. And, and um, now I'm just kidding about that. Uh, crack is whack, guys. So stay away from drugs, kids. But anyways, make sure that y'all follow my podcast on your favorite podcast platform. If you're listening to this on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever platform you're listening to this on, make sure you follow it. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you follow that YouTube channel. And also make sure you check out my spicy BBC on Hot White Adventures, where I play with mamas and sisters and daughters, adult daughters, and a few sexy grandmamas on my OnlyFans. And you can find that at the link that is at bullsandqueens.com, or you can just go straight to chocolatebbc.com and join my VIP. Now, guess who I'm going to introduce here in a second. I have to make sure that I tell people adult daughters, because there's some people with some crazy ass, you know likes and kinks and i'm like hey they gotta be adult daughters preferably over the age of 35 you know that's what i aim for but that's just me all right and make sure you guys last but not least you make sure that you get your free ebook which is the bulls the queens and the cucks survival guides to the lifestyle and you can get that on the website at bullsandqueens.com as well but without further ado let me introduce this pretty young lady. So, she is the owner of In Bed with Strangers Incorporated, which is a sex-positive lifestyle brand home to her books, seminars, podcasts, and merchandise. She is a vixen exhibitionist, and she loves sharing her real-life hot wife adventures with her husband on her OnlyFans page. Her goal is to encourage others to live shame-free and find self-acceptance within their own non-traditional lives. So everybody, let me go ahead and welcome the sexy, the delicious, and the beautiful Miss Casey Donatello. Hello. I'm good. Thank you for having me. 
You're very, very welcome. You're very, very welcome. And I was joking with Casey when she came on because she does do OnlyFans as well. And I said, oh, you came dressed for work and for business. Like, what are you dressed in right now, Casey? Um, I have a bra top, but then I have pajama pants on. So Okay. This is I never it's funny because my husband is always butt ass naked when we're home and I'm always in lingerie. I just love wearing bras and panties. So, you know, why not? Right. And like, uh, so and, and I, you guys, ladies that are listening to this, I am totally distracted because like I'm trying to look at her <laughs> eyes, but like I'm going down. You want me to and, angle like, my camera up a little bit for you? I mean, no, I, I, I like the view. <laughs> so like uh, she has she's very voluptuous. And so she definitely, yeah, y'all need to subscribe to her OnlyFans. Matter of fact, <laughs> what what is your OnlyFans, Casey? At Hot Wife Life 869. All right. So make sure y'all go to her OnlyFans. It's Hot Wife Life 869. And her Twitter or X is the same. Hot Wife Life 869. I like that alliteration and that rhyming. And then her website is Casey Donatello. Com. So, Casey, tell us a little bit about how you got into the lifestyle, you and your husband. How long have you guys been together? Give us your origin story. So we have been together four and a half years now, and we were actually singles in the lifestyle. And we met in a threesome that a mutual friend organized for us. But I've been in the lifestyle since my early 20s. I was seeing somebody and we experimented as a couple for some years. Then when we broke up, I tried to be vanilla. It didn't really work out. So then I came back really hardcore as a unicorn for many years. And now I'm a hot wife. So I've had all these different um, experiences in the lifestyle. But by far, I love being a hot wife the most. I love it. I love it. And I tell people all the time that um, it's very difficult once you get started in the lifestyle or swinging, cuckolding, whatever the case is, it's hard or even impossible, in my opinion, for you to go back to just being vanilla, you know? Oh, you're done. It's just completely, <laughs> you, you, re- you destroy yourself because you can't go back. But also the other problem is that the longer you're doing stuff like this, we personally find that you start to get bored and numb with stuff pretty quickly. And you're just constantly looking for that next crazy thing you can do, that next fetish, that next kink. And it becomes this like vicious cycle where you're always just needing something more and more and more. And it's super fun. But at the same time, people laugh if I say like, oh, you know, gangbangs get boring after a while because they all become the same thing where to somebody else that's never had one they're like oh my god how could that be boring ever but no matter what you're into at some point you just get so used to it that it loses a little bit of that excitement and that thrill so you have to either switch it up a little bit or tweak something or add like a different element to keep it exciting and my husband especially as the voyeur gets so bored so fast with stuff So he's part of the reason that we always need to keep switching things up because, you know, he's watching real life porn in front of him. And just like if you are watching, you know, not live porn, but just porn on TV, you get bored, you have to find something crazier. So I'm his live porn. So that happens with (laughs) us in real life. So 
it it's kind of like that blessing and a curse. You're exposed to all of this insane sexual stuff, but then you're never really, truly, truly satisfied at the same time. So it gets a little complicated sometimes. Yeah. And so what would you say is the craziest thing that you guys have done? Like solo or together or whatever? I think together, the probably the most unique thing we've done, I guess, is this year we got heavy into like adult theaters and bookstores and public gangbangs. We actually have a video on our OnlyFans. It's like a 45-minute video. We got permission to film at an adult theater. We had security and waivers, and it was very legit. So probably with us, that might be, that was something that neither of us had done before. And I would say when I was single, I had a friend that had um, a bunch of like old cars and conversion vans and stuff like that. And I spent, you know, a decent amount of time in the back of that blindfolded fucking random people that I, you know, never saw before. So um, I definitely like anonymous sex and spontaneous and adventurous things. So I like to keep it fun and exciting. Yeah, you definitely seem like you're very, very <laughs> fun. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Well, <laughs> and be it's funny because if, if you meet me, I am completely the opposite in real life. I'm super introverted. I'm very shy and quiet. Even if you look at like my Twitter feed, there's nothing graphic there. You know, I'm always the laundry or like looking super innocent. But then my OnlyFans is the complete opposite, you know. So I definitely have two sides of my personality going on. So you're like, uh, you got this like little Superman, Clark Kent thing going on, exactly. right? So she's yep. a lady in the streets with a freak in the sheets. <laughs> oh, I totally, I take guys by surprise all the time. Like we'll meet them for a drink or something. And my husband is always very friendly and outgoing and chatty. He's the social one. And I'm usually, you know, a little on the quieter side and stuff. And then we get to the hotel room and you get me undressed and I just become this like savage animal. And guys are like, where the fuck did you just come from? <laughs> so that's definitely my being naked and sexual is more of my comfort zone and like my element where I can really be myself in the vanilla world. I'm always like, eh, not very interested. <laughs> <laughs> no, Casey. Have you always been sexual for most of your life or did you just come into it or what's the story behind that? No, for me, it was not natural. It was something that took a very long time to develop. When I was in my early 20s, I ended up dating somebody and we stumbled upon the lifestyle together. And that's kind of what really opened my eyes to it. Before that, I was you know, raised like a lot of people where you think being promiscuous is not really appropriate and girls are going to be judged if they're really slutty, you know, all of that societal, you know, bullshit that you're raised with. And I did take it kind of seriously. And then once I got into the lifestyle, you get exposed to a new world where people are embracing their sexuality and accepting you for having, you know, these crazy desires and all of these things. So it started to change how I viewed sex, but it wasn't an overnight change. It took many, many years for me to be comfortable with myself and to not feel embarrassed or ashamed of what I was doing. And now that I'm married, it's the most confident I've been because I'm married to someone that loves this about me, right? There's no judgment. We do this together. But when I was single in the lifestyle, 
I felt like on one hand, people were like, wow, you're awesome for doing all this stuff. But on the other hand, it's like, "Mm, is she somebody I would actually want to date because she's doing this? So there's always that like, those two sides to it. And I was very insecure for a long time about how sexual I wanted to be. And now that, you know, um, I hit 40 and I'm married and I'm settled and we do this together, it just, it feels so perfect and so right. And that's why we've kind of put our faces out there and we don't mind speaking about what we do because I don't feel like there's anything wrong with it. There's also a lot of judgment that if you're in the lifestyle or especially like hot wifing, that there's something lacking in your relationship or, you know, you're not satisfied or if your husband is sharing you, does he respect you? Why else would he be sharing you if, you know, he cared about you? So there's a lot of these misconceptions and these just really, you know, judgy people out there that don't understand why we do what we do. So I feel like if the more people in our community that are willing to say, hey, we do this, we're totally normal, you know, we're a little freaky, but we're still just regular (laughs) people, you know, there's nothing wrong with what we're doing as long as we're both on the same page and we're communicating and no one feels like they're being violated, right? Because obviously consent is always paramount. Yes, it is. Like, and you wouldn't know we're doing this if we didn't tell you. So if you found out we're doing this, why does it change how you feel about us, right? It doesn't make any sense, but it really does take regular people to stand up and say, hey, we're in this club too. It's not a big deal. And you see that lately over the past few years, there's more and more exposure to this in the mainstream, even in media, you're seeing different genders and sexual orientations in you know content all over the place and i think that's really important for awareness to all of this because there are so many things that are considered non-traditional that you know the scope is so so huge and if my non-traditional is different than your non-traditional we're still in the same fucking boat because everybody's judging us so we kind of all need to stick together and say hey anything different is still okay it's still worth respecting us and not giving us a hard time. And, you know, so I just think like solidarity about being different is kind of really important right now. Pardon the interruption. If you're a cuckold gentleman, a stag, a voyeur, or maybe you're just a woman that likes to watch amateur BBC porn. If you are, I got a question to ask you. Do you want to follow Doc Chocolate's sexy ass adventures and playtime that I have with the most gorgeous hot wives, queens of spades, and milfs out there? Now, if you answered yes, then you want to go ahead and pause this episode right now and go to my website at bullsandqueens.com and subscribe to my OnlyFans page. So that's going to be at bullsandqueens.com, bullsandqueens.com, and click that button that says OnlyFans. And what's going to happen is you're going to get access to my personal collection of videos, pictures of my kinky lifestyle adventures in my playtime that I have with my friends with benefits and you'll also be able to chat with me and the other fans and also do custom requests and I am on there daily so for access to my OnlyFans for a limited time only you guys I want you to go to bullsandqueens.com click that link that says OnlyFans and join the fan club I'll see you on the other side. Now, 
back to the spicy episode. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more, Casey, because I do feel like we need to have a stronger solidarity because, yeah, because I, I do see a lot of judgment within people that are in the same family as us, right? So yes. we're all lifestyle. And yeah, the way I do lifestyle may be different from the way you do it, may be drastically different from the way other people do it. But why am I going to judge you for your kink when I have kink? And we all need to stick together because uh, together, if we're united, we're stronger together. But if we're separated, you know, like Abraham Lincoln said, I believe it was him, a house divided can't stand by itself. Absolutely. It can't stand on its own. So um, and when you met your husband, do you feel like you found a missing piece to who you were as a woman, as a human being? Well, it's funny that you said that because so we met in this threesome uh-huh. and we had, oh my God, the threesome was super, it was one of the best threesomes I've ever had. Right. Okay. But now Casey, now Casey, we, you got to tell us about the threesome. You guys, you got to tell us about the threesome. Don't gloss over <laughs> that. <laughs> well, it was, it was funny because I lived an hour away from him at the time and I was, you know, pretty popular on the website that we're on. And I had a fairly long, <laughs> you know, wait list of people that I wanted to meet. So we ended up having this. It sounds so weird to say, but it, come on. You know that girls are popular on these sites, right? Unicorns yeah, I, get a lot of I, attention. You guys, I, I'm number 89 in line. So I'm patiently <laughs> waiting my turn in case he's lying. So, um. So my husband, Jason, had apparently wanted to meet me, but never thought he would get my attention or I was too busy, whatever. So we had this mutual friend and in talking, they realized that they both knew me. I mean, that um, the friend knew me. So our friend was like, hey, I bet I could get her to come meet you. And normally at that point, I was, you know, a little princess and guys always traveled to me to meet me. I wasn't really driving far, but Apparently, he had a really cool sex room in his house. And I said, okay, well, if I get to go in the playroom, then maybe I can make an exception. So I took the drive to meet him. We had a great time together. And we did not hit it off, like, relationship-wise right away. Okay. We And it was really funny, actually. He liked me right away. And I was kind of on the fence. I thought he was hot. He was great in bed and all of that. But... I was really in not such a great place with how I felt about guys in general at that point. I was so kind of guarded from all the bullshit from previous guys. And Jason is one of the nicest guys you can meet. And that was almost a red flag for me because I was like, no guys are this nice. The typical thing we do, like we all want the nice guy, but then we find one and we're like, he can't be that nice. So I totally was such an asshole to him and I kept pushing (laughs) him away and fighting him. And he kind of just sat back and waited it out. And then of course I circled back and I was like, well, maybe I'll give him a chance. And then we've been together four and a half years and married for two now. So you never know what's going to happen out there. Right. But I love the fact that we met in a threesome. I think it's such a cool story and we don't tell everybody that obviously, (laughs) you know, but some people (laughs) do know the truth and they're just like, holy shit, that's crazy. So from the first day we met, I keep telling him like, wow, we were preparing for a hot wife marriage from the day we met. Right. Cause you shared Uh me the first time you met me. So I think it's pretty cute. I love it. And I heard, um, you've heard of Holly Hotwife before. Have you uh, heard who? of her? Holly Hotwife? 
No. So she's um, a pretty popular uh, hot wife content creator, and she's married to a guy named uh, Vincent Jones. So Holly and Vincent Jones. And he they're basically stag and vixen, but he's mostly uh, like your husband where he uh, mostly watches. Right. He's a voyeur. And he basically said, use an analogy of when you're there's some kids when they get a new bike that's like the best bike on the block and they want to like just like ride the bike and they don't want anybody else to jump on the bike you know it's just like i just want to show this off and you're not going to ride it you're not going to ride it you're going to watch me ride it but then there's other kids where they get the newest baddest bike on the block and they're like oh hey i want all my friends to enjoy this and like oh yeah take a ride on it take a ride on it and he said can you guess which one i am (laughs) okay that's so funny that you said that because we have a running joke in our house where jason will share me with pretty much anybody that he wants but he will not lend you like his lawnmower. He won't share his dessert with you. He won't let you borrow our grill. Like no, no actual physical property is he willing to share except his own wife. So it's pretty oh, wow. fucking funny. I think it's, I'm always teasing him all the time about it. He's like, yeah, I don't know why I'm like that, but he goes, because when people borrow your stuff, they always bring it back damaged. I go, what about me? He's like, well, I want you used. So it works out perfectly. I'm like, oh my God. You know, the conversations you have when you're in the lifestyle are just hilarious sometimes. Like what's normal to us, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. every time someone wants to borrow something, he looks at me and he's like, I'm going to say no. I go, I know you are. It's fine. <laughs> He's like, so what if she comes back with a bruise or a play lip or a missing tooth or two? <laughs> right, even better. <laughs> even better. She's <laughs> like, honey, you missing something... your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw something online when people were asking you questions on Twitter the other day. You're not uh, really into like humiliation and degradation and stuff, right? Correct. So, correct. okay, we we play really on like the rough, like hardcore side. So, okay. yeah. Where's this going? Hold on. Where's this going? You just brought it up. I was like, all right. Hey, hey, where's this going, Miss Casey Donatello? I don't even remember. Just that he likes to see me really used and, like, destroyed. I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. Like, and you know what's funny is I'm, um, I'm, you know, evolving. And I think we all evolve in the lifestyle. Well, hell, as people in general, right? And so, like, um, I'm trying to get more in touch with my uh, being a dominance right uh because like i'm never gonna truly be like the dude that's gonna get up there and like you know beat the shit out of a woman or anything like that or like you know like spit in a person's face or whatever but like uh i can take it a little bit further right um and so i'm learning and so like everybody that's listening to this like don't be afraid to evolve a little bit but keep in mind everything needs to be consensual you know like casey said uh, a few minutes ago. So, so uh, Casey, tell us a little bit about your business. So you have this business and it's uh, part of your brand, your podcast, In Bed with Strangers. So tell us some more about that and how you got so started doing it. That was the title of the first book I wrote where um, I just kind of, my books are kind of more like they're memoirs, but they're more written like kind of like diaries. It's just whatever I'm kind of going through and processing at the time, I just kind of write down. And I wrote the first book almost as a joke because people kept saying, oh, you're a single girl on the lifestyle. You must have like all these wild, crazy, sexy stories. 
like, you should write a book. And I was like, I'm not a writer. Like, why would I write a book? And then one day I just was like, hey, maybe I'll see what happens if I start writing. And surprisingly, it went more in the route of like the emotional journey that the lifestyle was. There's obviously like sex stories in there, but it's just not all gratuitous like sex scenes. It's really like, how did I see myself? How did I grow as a person? What was I trying out and figuring out and, you know, dealing with the stress and the guilt and the shame and all of this stuff and, you know, trying to find a relationship while I'm doing all this stuff. And somehow it got published and I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. And then I ended up writing two more. So the second book is once I'm heavy into the lifestyle and I get like into a lot of gangbangs and stuff like that. And then part three is all about from when I met my husband in the threesome to when we got married, basically. So it's a trilogy. It's kind of, you know, the full story from beginning to getting married. Cause I don't want to say it's the end because we're out, you know, still in the lifestyle, but the end, as far as like, I settled down and I found like what I was looking for. And then the podcast kind of is very similar. I had been on so many people's podcasts as a guest over the past year. And I got a lot of good feedback and fans are constantly writing saying, Hey, like, you should tell more of your story. You should, you know, have your own podcast. And of course, I was like, I don't want to have a podcast. That's not me. And then after enough time, I was like, fuck it. Okay, I'll have a podcast. And the same exact thing happened as with the book. I thought I was going to have all these dirty stories every week. And it turned more into me and my husband, because he's on it with me, just really sharing what the true journey has been like, like the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, the sexy, both about when we're each single, when we're together, things, just general things about the lifestyle that people should know. But we're really big on promoting like a true understanding that the lifestyle is just not pure fun and sex all the time. There's real shit going on. You have emotions, you have, you know, problems that are going to arise, insecurities, jealousies, arguments, and how do you deal with all of this stuff so that you can make it really fun and successful? So we like to give the full picture. And I think because my journey was so emotional and stressful, I assume other people out there might be dealing with the same thing. And I just want them to know, like, you're not the only one struggling sometimes. Just because we're super happy what we're doing. We haven't been happy every single day of our relationship. There's always like good and bad, but you got to work through that shit if you're dedicated to being in this world. So that's kind of that part. And then the OnlyFans is our actual life. So when we go on dates with guys that we meet, we'll film it. We'll film ourselves together, like reclaiming sex. I do solo stuff. We film when we're like nude camping and everything. So you can either like read about us, listen to us or kind of watch us. There's, you know, three different categories, but I really wanted my OnlyFans page to show like the beauty of being a hot wife couple, like how fun it can be and how exciting. And, you know, he's filming me with someone else. You always hear us talking to each other in the background or he's saying, I love you while someone's fucking me. You know, we're joking around like it just can be a really fun way to have your relationship. and. I just, we get a lot of feedback from people that want to be in the lifestyle or want to be a hot wife couple, but aren't there yet, or they're new to it and they're learning about it. So they say it's just nice to see like a happy couple doing this. 
And because you're seeing our real videos, you know, none of it's scripted, none of it's fake. So this literally is what's happening in our lives. And I think people like the authenticity of it, that, you know, it's just people having a good time together. Okay, okay. And it seems like this is a very big creative outlet for you, right? Yes. Okay. Especially out of all, I mean, I like all three mediums. The podcast is fun because you get to go back and, you know, when I wrote the books many years ago, I've changed since I wrote those books, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes I read the book and I'm like, who wrote that book? That's not me. So yeah. the podcast is nice because I get to make it current and say, hey, 10 years ago, I thought this, but now I feel this way, you know, so it gives you the freedom to kind of edit what you may have thought about your life back in the day. But the OnlyFans is my favorite part, actually, which really surprised me because I am a huge exhibitionist, but also I like the creative part of OnlyFans. We do like free live streams on there. I do a lot of contests. I like like creating the content itself, like putting all the posts together in that and letting my personality really kind of shine through there. So they're all very different projects, but I feel like they all complement each other very well. So, you know, and on OnlyFans, it's great because I get to be like as weird and wacky as I want because it's my page. So no one filters me, you know, so I can post whatever <laughs> I feel like. And, you know, I get I get pretty silly on there sometimes. So and I entertain myself. That's the most important part, right, is that you enjoy what you're doing. And then yeah. hopefully other people like it, too. But, you know, I'm always like. That's really funny. I don't care if other people don't think it's funny. I'm just going to put it out there anyway. So I have a good time with it. I think it's a lot of fun. Hey there, cucks, stags, and ladies. Do you want to meet up with me, Doc Chocolate, and have a sexy experience of your life for your hot wife? Now, if you answered yes, then you must check out Doc Chocolate's Hot Wife Training Days at hotwifetrainingday.com. Now, if you've ever seen one of my sexy videos that I've recorded with Hot Wives, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. What's going to happen is your wife is going to get wine and dined by me. There's going to be heavy, sexy flirting. There's going to be an aromatherapeutic experience with me in a very low-lit, sensual environment with soft music playing in the background while your hot wife gets a world-famous dark chocolate skin-to-skin -skin body glide with coconut oil and more. And this is going to be the experience of a lifetime for you wives out there as you go through your journey of finding your true sluttiness with dark chocolate. Want to find out more details and get your reservation with me? Then go now to hotwifetrainingday.com to get started. Now, back to the episode. But it's well, a lot of work, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. You know, because, you know, obviously I do OnlyFans as well and a few other platforms. Um, are you on any other uh, platforms besides OnlyFans or no? No, we're just on OnlyFans for right now. Okay. So, like, uh, do you ever find it uh, weird or difficult, like, trying to balance, okay, hey, let's record this versus, okay, let's not record this and let's just be free? Yeah, so that was a huge, a huge, huge problem for us when we first started because, 
before OnlyFans, I was actually very camera shy. Like, I didn't want people filming dates with me because I didn't trust them. I'm like, where's this fucking video going to end up? You know, like, what are you doing with this? I wasn't very trusting of random guys that I met. Obviously, if I was dating someone, they may have a few, like, naked photos. But in general, I liked privacy when I was playing. And then when we made OF, we started filming everything. And it was a very big shift, especially for my husband. Because he's the one doing most of the filming, obviously. So it was like very hard on him and when he was filming with other people sometimes he found like he wasn't getting as turned on because he's so focused on filming that he's not really in the moment of watching and when it was just me and him you know as spontaneous as you want to be if you need to record something there's always that shift where like oh wait I gotta get the camera and then your sex shifts a little bit sometimes yeah so we did we did get to the point in the early months where he was getting super frustrated with me you know because he's like you need to film every fucking thing we do this is so crazy so we sat down and we kind of agreed that we're only going to film so much stuff and we still go on dates with guys that don't want to film that's totally fine we always give them the option do you want to be in a video or do you not but we're not going to pass up dates with guys that we like because they don't want to film content with us. Like, that's totally fine. And for us, if, you know, there's moments when we're alone and we don't grab the camera. And then there's other times where he was like halfway through, he's like, holy shit, I need to film this. Like, give me a second, you know, but it's become a lot more easygoing with us. And I think it's really important to have that balance where you still have some kind of privacy and some kind of, really close moments because we film we post like really intimate videos like we're making love he's reclaiming me it's very personal but you still need sometimes without the camera like I think it's really important to have that balance and that's been really helpful for our relationship but that's something that he had to come to me and say hey like Casey this is becoming a problem you know and we had to work it out so now Because I want him to enjoy the experience also. This is for us to have fun together, not to make him, you know, my employee and my videographer, you know. (laughs) So once things start changing your relationship, like anything else, you need to take a step back and reevaluate it and say, okay, we don't want this to affect us in a negative way. I want a positive effect. I want you to like be super turned on that we're doing this together. So once you reframe things, and you make sure both parties are like on the same page again. It's just been so much fun again. So we've been having a blast with it. That is awesome, Casey, because, yeah, I went through a season like that where I was doing so much filming. Right. And it was literally like all the times I was having sex, everything was getting filmed. Right. And I started getting burned out and I was like, this is like a job. I'm not really enjoying this. Exactly. And, you know, I had I, I got to a point where after a few months I was like, you know what? Part of the time, um, I, I may do like 30% filming, and then the other 70% is, hey, there ain't going to be any cameras on because, like, I don't want to have to take my focus off of the woman or the group of people that I'm with at that moment, you know? Yeah, and sometimes when it's just the two of us, there's days where, you know, he'll he's really focused on, like, getting, like, those like crazy angles and close-up shots of like penetration. And then there's other times I go, I'm going to put the camera over there. You're going to pretend the camera's not on. And we're just going to record like a wide view of whatever's happening. Yeah. So that's also been very helpful. And we mix it up like that. So it's always like a different style. And, you know, sometimes that's fine to just pretend 
you're watching us from like across the room. There's nothing wrong with that. Like you don't need to see his cock go inside me every single video because there's so many videos of that happening. So you just find ways to get creative and balance stuff. And, you know, everybody has their own style on OF and making content, you know, and I don't think there's a right or a wrong. I think it's whatever you're comfortable with and whatever works for your dynamic and your lifestyle. But I think you should not compare yourself to other creators. I think that's when you start to get really frustrated and competitive and, you know, like your morale can go down if you see other people are more successful or they're doing something you're not doing. Like for me, this is just something that I like to do. I have a great time with it. So I'm not really concerned with what other people are doing on their pages. It's irrelevant Mm -hmm. to me, you know, so you have to just kind of look at it like, is this making me happy right now? And I think that's, for me, that's the only question that there is. Like, do I still enjoy doing this? And I do for now. Yeah. And and that's a perfect way of looking at it, Casey. And I think that um, as people that have been doing this for, you know, nice little minute, uh, we can offer advice to other folks that are, you know, swingers or in the hot wife lifestyle that want to get into this, you know, content because a lot more hot uh, wife couples, lifestylers are getting into doing content, you know, on OnlyFans or Fansly, many vids, loyal fans, whatever. And um, and I have done it where I just put it on my tripod, you know, because exactly uh, whenever you're being filmed, you always uh, are like, okay, well, hey, am I hitting the right angles? Am I opening her up correctly? Is the light in front of me and not behind me? And yeah, so... Um, yeah, so it was good talking to you about that. So uh, tell me about gangbangs. You seem to be very, very, very much in love and intrigued by gangbangs. So what's up with that, girl? Well, th- that's one of those things we were talking about where, like, you always need more. So I went from playing with single guys, then having threesomes, then multiple guys. And then I had my first gangbang and I was like, oh, okay, like I'm fucked right now because I really like this. Once you get used to having gangbangs on a regular basis, if you're having them, you know, once or twice a year, I don't think there's that big of an impact on you. But I used to have like one a week. And then you just get, yes, you get so um, used to it, like your body does, that you need that many guys when you're playing now it's very hard you know to go from like normally fucking like seven guys at a time to like fucking one or two it's still fun here and there but there is that constant need and the problem is that you build if you're a girl that's into like a ton of guys you end up building up like this stamina and this endurance for it where it's like if you go to the gym all the time, you're lifting heavy weight all the time, and then you go to lift like a low weight, you're like, oh, I don't even feel that anymore. So your body gets so adjusted to it that you almost need to have them <laughs> to like be happy. So it causes a little bit of, you know, a negative reaction where you can't go backwards. You know, it's just something that we do now because my body is just so adapted to it that when we don't have a ton of guys around, I'm like, wow, this is kind of boring or, you know, like this isn't so exciting to me. So it's, yeah, <laughs> it has its ups and its downs. And that's yeah. also why my husband loves to share me because he's like, oh my God, I have one person. Like, <laughs> let's find you some other cock because I'm going to pass out soon. You know? Oh, man. This poor little cock is like 
probably all worn out. <laughs> like <laughs> he's amazing though. He's great, but you know, when you're when you marry someone that loves gangbangs, like no matter how amazing you are, it's no reflection on you as the husband. Yeah. It's just a numbers thing, right? It's basic math. So and that's the beauty of a gangbang is if I don't get tired, if we play for four hours, as long as there's like somebody that's hard, we're gonna keep playing. If all the guys die, then you're like, okay, you know, we're done for the night. But it becomes this vicious, oh my God, stop it. You're making me feel weird. It becomes this cycle of like, you really, you know, you just need this like endless supply of guys to pleasure you. Oh my God. He's like, I just need an endless supply of cock. I'm going to go on Amazon yeah. and have it shipped to me on well, auto okay. I do buy my condoms in bulk from amazon so you're not too far off <laughs> you got it. i used to think when i was younger that guys were responsible for using condoms and this is my little psa right i was like oh they're the guy they're gonna fuck me they should be responsible they should buy the condoms it's their cock but now that i'm older i'm like it's my vagina that you're going into so i want to make sure that you know we are using the proper protection and a, I'm allergic to latex, so I'm very, very careful. You skins? So yes, of course. Yeah, um, okay. So I supply them. But also, you never know. Like, guys have, like, a condom that could be 10 years old in their <laughs> wallet. Like, you know. And then you hear stories of guys that, um, like, poke holes in the condoms and, like, all this weird shit. So I think if you are, you know, this independent lady out there that's going to be sleeping around, there's no problem in taking responsibility for you know whatever kind of protection you want to use so i think the few dollars we spend on condoms i mean it's a lot of dollars but it's definitely worth it to make sure i'm safe you know it's not even yeah. it's not even a question anymore in my book i just tell guys like don't worry we got it covered okay so, so um my my late father um and actually today's his one year anniversary of him passing away but uh when we were going through his stuff, um, he had this um, attache case, uh, like a little briefcase, and he had these Trojan condoms in there. And like, I was like, God, how old are these, right? Because it was like a different, a weird color. And then, so like, Casey, I start to feel it, and it's like dry and crunchy on the inside. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And you can feel it breaking in there, right? And I open it up, like there's like four or five of them, and it's like an artifact. It's like it fossilized. Like it just like starts blowing in the wind. It's like literally turned into dust. And I look at the uh, the copyright on the back, and it was from 1977. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, geez. So from 1977 to 2023, this was in his briefcase. And I'm like, yeah, so you don't want no dude using that on you. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, just again, like, I believe there's nothing wrong in being in charge of, you know, your own safety. Yes, we're both involved in this, but no offense, like, I'm way more concerned about myself than this random stranger that I'm meeting. Like, I don't know if I can trust, you know, what they're saying to me or anything. So I think it's, you know, whether you're a guy or a girl, whoever you're sleeping with, like, make sure you are comfortable with what is happening. And, you know, that's fine. Just like own what you're doing. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. So, so, and I know that you do have to get going. So um, I thank you for being on here. Uh, can you, 
go ahead and uh, tell us your socials again and how people can find your podcast and your OnlyFans. And then after you do that, Casey, I want you to give some words of advice to a woman that's listening to this uh, that was maybe in your shoes that you were in a few years ago. And she's kind of like struggling with, okay, well, should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I own my sexuality and all that? So go ahead. All right, it's a lot of tasks right there. Let me see if I can do I this. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, let's see. Let's see if you're very task orientated, Casey. <laughs> All right. My website is caseydonatello.com. All of my information can be found on there. But my Twitter and my OnlyFans are at hotwifelife869. The podcast is called In Bed with Strangers, and it's streaming pretty much everywhere. You know, Apple, Spotify, iHeart. It's all over the place. So my advice to a woman that was whether you're in the lifestyle or you're vanilla, because you could be promiscuous and not be in the lifestyle, right? There's no rule saying what you have to be. One. It's streaming free everywhere, you know, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, pretty much everywhere that you listen to your podcasts. And my advice for a woman that is dealing with her own sexual journey, whether she's in the lifestyle or whether she's vanilla, because you know, you can be really sexually active and not consider yourself in the lifestyle, right? It doesn't matter. Is think about why you're doing what you're doing. Make sure that your journey is being driven by you. I've had experiences where I was doing things for the guy I was with or to get somebody's attention or to fit in or, you know, because of peer pressure or something. And I think those are very negative reasons to do something. And if you are using your sexuality for somebody else's benefit, I think that can lead you down a dark place where, you know, you feel like shit about yourself, your self-esteem, your self-respect kind of get affected. But if you are doing things because you truly want to do them, you just want to be like this or doing whatever you feel like doing more power to you, but make sure, again, it is something that is bringing you joy and pleasure and growth and is having this positive outcome on your life. It's not going to be perfect. You're going to have ups and downs, but make sure that you are going in the direction you want to go in. And, you know, consent is everything. Consent. I can't tell people it's enough. They think consent is only maybe like the beginning of the date. Consent is going on through the entire process. You can, you know, say you want to stop at any point. You need consent with your own partner, your own husband. You know, sometimes people think about consent in a very, very small bubble, but it is this much bigger concept. And never be afraid to change your mind about something or decide you don't want to do anything. Just make sure that you are putting yourself first. And then I think your journey will be a lot more um like happy and enriching than maybe somebody else's like mine may have been in the beginning so you know you learn from your mistakes and you know and if you're a guy also the same thing applies because we always talk yeah. about giving like women empowerment and permission but there's guys out there that are struggling too or different genders right no matter how you identify or what your sexuality is you deserve the same respect and the same principles where you should be in charge of your destiny and what you want to do with yourself. You know, it's not just for females, but I do talk from the female point of view a lot. So 
you know, I want everybody out there to be equally happy <laughs> with their sexual journey. I freaking love it, Casey. So, and <laughs> this has been the very sexy and the very awesome, beautiful Casey Donatello, the owner of In Bed with Strangers, Inc. And you can find her at CaseyDonatello.com, CaseyDonatello.com. And then her ex and her OnlyFans, they're both at Hot Wife Life 869. And those links are in the bio. And then, of course, you can find me, DocChocolateBBC, at DocChocolateBBC.com and at BullsAndQueens.com. So until next time, y'all, y'all be sexy. You stay blessed and love each other because if you don't have love, you don't have anything. Bye. Thank you for listening to everybody's favorite black man candy, Doc Chocolate of the Bulls and Queens podcast. If you would like Doc Chocolate to help you host your next fun and kinky private party, or you want info on his next monthly Las Vegas Bulls and Queens play party, or you'd like to have him pose as a nude or semi-nude model for your next girls' night out or bachelorette party, make sure you go to www.bullsandqueens.com right now and fill out the form on the website to contact Doc. Again, that's www.bullsandqueens.com. Until next time, bulls, queens, and cucks, stay sexy.